Let God transform your life as you listen to this inspiring sermon by Reverend Richard C. Whitcomb. To be honest, it did not look like a promising assignment. Peter Tabichi had been posted to teach at a rural school in Pwani, Kenya. And from all appearances, this was not a job that was going to lead him to prominence. After all, the facilities at the school were lacking basic amenities like internet and classroom space and textbooks. There weren't enough teachers. Some classes had as many as 80 students to one teacher. Making matters worse was the fact that almost all the students came from very poor families. There was little motivation for the students to learn. To put it bluntly, the job at the school in Pwani looked like a dead end for Peter Tabichi. But Peter didn't take the job so that he could become famous. He didn't go to the village of Pwani to get rich or to become great. He went for a greater purpose. He went to build greatness in the next generation of Kenyans. And by all counts, Peter Tabichi has succeeded. In the face of overwhelming odds, Peter's students have been successful in national and international science competitions. One of his pupils even won an award from the Royal Society of Chemistry in the UK. And the funny thing is, it's not just Peter's students who are achieving greatness. Peter himself has now become famous. You see, in March 2019, Peter won the 2019 Global Teacher Prize. He beat out 10,000 other competitors from 179 nations to win the top prize. The one who went to serve a greater purpose than his own success has become greatly successful. There's a powerful lesson for all of us in the inspiring true story of Peter Tabichi. When you focus on the right purpose, you'll find the path to fruitfulness in your own life. See, when you have a purpose, you can overcome pain. When you have a purpose, you can diminish distractions. And when you pursue your purpose with faith and faithfulness, God will always reward you. That's the message in our sermon today. But before we learn more, Let's bow our heads and pray. Almighty and everlasting Father, we thank you today for the inspiring story of Peter Tabichi, and we pray today that you will teach us to pursue our purpose. Build in us today a relentless faith that will not give up. Build in us an understanding today of what you've called us to. Build in us today a hunger to pursue our purpose and to be faithful in fulfilling the things you've given us to do. We thank you today that your name is lifted up high above all else. We thank you today that your power is greater than every other power. And as we submit to you, we bind every voice of the enemy that would come to deceive or disturb or distract us. And in the name of the Lord Jesus, I loose the power of your Holy Spirit to minister light and life to our hearts today. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. I want to invite you to join your faith with mine right now. Put your hand on your chest and pray after me. Say, Lord Jesus, speak to my heart. Change my life. Manifest your glory in me. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Truth For Today. It's great to have you here with me as we continue our sermon series titled, Relentless. I began this sermon series last week with the sermon, I am relentless. 
in that message, God gave us encouragement to run the race he set before us. You can overcome difficulties. You can overcome discouragement and disappointment when you focus on your daily decisions and rely on God's power. And today, we're going to discover how you can tap into God's power and fulfill your purpose in life. Now, to help us learn the truth for today, we've prepared sermon notes. You can download the notes and the daily devotional for free from my website and all my social media platforms. I invite you to take out your notes now and follow along with me as we discover the three steps to fulfill your purpose. And to guide us today on our path to purpose, we're going to study the story of a man who was relentless for purpose. His name is Beniah, and he's an example to all of us. We find his story in just a few short verses found in 2 Samuel 23, 20-23. Now receive the word of the Lord. Beniah, son of Jehoiada, was a valiant warrior from Kabzeel. He did many heroic deeds. One time, on a snowy day, he chased a lion down into a pit and killed it. And David made him captain of his bodyguard. May the Lord bless the reading of his word to your heart today in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Now, you may never have heard of Benaiah before. You may have never read his story. You may be wondering what his story has to do with you today. But in his unusual and hidden story are the steps for you to fulfill your purpose. And here's your first step today. Chase the lion. Everybody say chase the lion. Now at first glance, this seems like a crazy statement. Why in the world would I want to chase a lion? I mean, this is unheard of. I don't know about you, but if I see a lion, I will definitely turn and run the other way. Everyone everywhere who sees a lion runs away as fast as they can. But Beniah was unique. Beniah ran towards the lion. So why would he do that? And what does it mean for you and me? The truth is, Beniah knew something we need to know. Beniah knew that to fulfill his God-given purpose in life, it would require more than human effort. He knew that to fulfill divine purpose in life, you have to aim for something that can only be accomplished by faith. So here's the first truth you need to pack up and take home with you. If your purpose can be fulfilled without God, then your purpose is too small. That's the message we discover in Ephesians 3.20. Listen carefully to this powerful, motivating verse. With God's power working in us, he can do much, much more than anything we can ask or think of. In other words, God's plan for you is bigger than you think. It's bigger than you imagine. It's bigger than what you are currently aiming for. God has a greater purpose for your life than you know. For our extraordinary God didn't create you and save you and fill you for ordinary things. Think for a minute about all that God has invested in your life. First of all, he created you. He made you special. You are unique in all the earth with your own unique fingerprints, talents, and personality. There's no one else like you. There's never been anyone like you before, and there will never be anyone just like you again. But that's not all. When you were lost in sin, our great, extraordinary God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross so that you could be saved. God sent heaven's best to rescue you. Then he sent someone to tell you the good news. He had people praying for you. He sent someone to preach to you. And then, 
when you accepted Christ and turned to God, He sent His own Holy Spirit to come and live inside of you. He gave you His power, His promise, and His presence. And when you think about all that our great, extraordinary God has done to invest in your life, you have to realize that He did all that for an extraordinary purpose. He did all that for you to do extraordinary things. You may see yourself as ordinary, average, and just like everybody else, but God sees you as special. And God knows that when you unite with him in faith, anything is possible. God plus you can change the world. That's the lesson we learned from a man named Bobby Grunwald. 14 years ago, Bobby had a vision to spread the word of God around the world. He knew how much the Bible had impacted his life and family. So he wanted to make it easier for other people to access God's word. Realizing that smartphones and tablets had become commonplace, Bobby dreamed of developing an app for Bible reading. So Bobby and his church, Life Church in USA, developed YouVersion. YouVersion is a Bible software app that makes the Bible accessible on smartphones, tablets, and computers. Bobby pursued an extraordinary purpose that required God's power to impact the world. And the result? In the last 14 years, YouVersion has been downloaded on over 500 million unique devices. Last year alone, 64 billion chapters of the Bible were read or listened to on YouVersion. 1.4 billion Bible reading plan days were completed. 535.2 million Bible verses were shared from the YouVersion app. Today, the Bible is in 2,600 versions on YouVersion in 1,760 different languages. The amazing success of YouVersion is a testimony to what happens when God's people dream big. Bobby Grunwald was not a millionaire. He wasn't a tech software genius. He was just a man pursuing his divine purpose. One man chased a lion and millions of lives have been changed. And God wants to do the same thing with you. That's why 1 Corinthians 2.9 says, No one has ever seen, no one has ever heard, no one has ever imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. So to truly accomplish what God wants for your life and requires for your life, you've got to trust God and believe God for something bigger. To fulfill your purpose requires faith. See, here's why you need faith to fulfill your purpose. Under natural circumstances, you can't chase a lion and catch the lion. Lions run faster than human beings. It was impossible for Benaiah to chase the lion and catch him. But the Bible says it was a snowy day. And the snow enabled Benaiah to track the footprints of the lion and pursue him even when he couldn't see the lion. And in this truth, we see the powerful impact of faith in pursuing our purpose. For the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, we live by believing and not by seeing. To fulfill your purpose, you have to pursue it by faith. You may not see all that God wants to do in your life, but by faith, you can believe God for greater things. You can chase the lion. God is calling us today to see beyond the ordinary into the extraordinary. He's calling us today to look beyond where our own abilities can take us 
and see by faith where his power can take us. For the fact is, if you're looking for an excuse, you'll always find one. If you're looking for an opportunity, you will always find one. One of the questions people often ask me is this, Reverend, where do you find all the stories that you use in your sermons? The truth is, stories are everywhere. Life is full of stories. Everyone has the same access to as many stories as I do. The difference is this, I'm always looking for stories. And because I'm looking, I find them. If you don't look, you won't find them. And that's how it is with purpose. We all have a purpose in God. We are all valuable. We are all needed. We're all called to greatness in God. We're all called to do extraordinary things for the Lord in this life. But if you're not pursuing your purpose, you won't perceive it. If you're not searching for significance, you won't see it. If you're not chasing your lion, you won't catch it. That's why every person of faith watching and listening to me today needs to rise up and say, I will not settle for a small vision. I will not settle for an ordinary life. I'm going after my God-given purpose with passion. For his plan for you is that you live a life of impact. That's what Jesus taught us in Matthew 5, 13 to 14. He said, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. God has called every one of us to be people of influence. God has called you and I to make an impact on this earth. He's called us to go from ordinary to extraordinary as we pursue his purpose for our lives. This is exactly what happened with the apostles in the book of Acts. Listen to Acts 4, 13. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled. And they realized that they had been with Jesus. So the apostles were ordinary men. They had no formal education. They did not possess training. They'd never been to Bible school. But they had been with Jesus. His anointing rested on them. They were men of influence because the anointing multiplied their influence in the world. And this is God's will for you as well. You may view your background or your education or your status as ordinary, but no child of God is ordinary. Every child of God has the divine spirit of the Almighty in us. We are all called to be extraordinary. We are all called to chase the lion. For the fact is, you have the same mission as Jesus Christ. We've all been sent by God into this world in the same way God the Father sent Jesus into this world for a purpose. That's why John 17, 18 tells us that Jesus prayed to his heavenly Father in the same way that you gave me a mission in the world, I give them a mission in the world. And think about that for a minute. In the same way God the Father sent Jesus into the world, so Jesus is sending you into the world. We have the same mission that Jesus had on earth. When you finish watching today, you are being sent on a mission just like Jesus. You are called. You are chosen. God has a purpose for your life, and he designed you to make a difference in this world. And he has empowered 
empowered you to make an impact. For 1 Corinthians 1, 4 and 7 says, I always thank my God for you and for the gracious gifts he has given you now that you belong to Jesus Christ. Now you have every spiritual gift you need as you eagerly wait for the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. So put your hand on your chest and say, I have a gift. Now say, I have every spiritual gift I need. See, if you're a child of God, you have a gift from God. You have every spiritual gift you need. You just need to start using your gifts by faith. That's why 1 Peter 4.10 says, each of you has received a gift in order to serve others. You should use it faithfully. Everybody has a gift. God's purpose in giving you that gift is that you would use it to serve others, but you have to use the gift faithfully. So here's the truth you need to pack up and take home with you. You can't do God's part, and he won't do your part. You can't chase the lion on your own. It's God who empowers you. It's God who gives us the gifts. But God won't chase the lion for you. You have to use your gift faithfully. And that brings us to our second truth today. In order to fulfill your purpose, you have to chase the lion into the pit. Everybody say pit. Our remarkable story continues with Benaiah, not only chasing the lion, but chasing the lion down into a pit. This means that not only did he have the passion to pursue the lion, but he also refused to give up. He followed his vision and dream even into the dark and lonely place. In other words, he was so passionate about his task, he refused to quit even when things became difficult. See, it was one thing to chase the lion out in the open, but to pursue the lion into a pit shows extraordinary grit and determination. Think about it. Benaiah was unseen in the pit. There was no one around to watch his exploits, no one around to applaud him. But his unseen action led him to glory. Because of his faithfulness and perseverance, he became the captain of King David's bodyguards. And here's what that means for us. What you think is unimportant is often the pathway to your destiny. Doing great things for God begins by doing little things faithfully. To fulfill your purpose requires faithfulness. That's why John 8.31 tells us, Jesus said to the people who believed in him, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings. You have to be faithful where you are. Sometimes your dream will take you into the pit. Sometimes your purpose will lead you to a place that doesn't look like you thought it should. It can lead you to a dark place, a lonely place, an unseen place. But remember, a seed has to go into the ground and be covered before it can grow. And your potential can only manifest when it has time to mature. Your purpose can only be fulfilled when you remain faithful where God plants you. Some people are so busy chasing opportunity that they're never in one place long enough to put down roots. Without roots, your tree cannot grow tall and strong. Without roots, you will easily be pulled up and cast aside. But when you start with faith and walk in faithfulness, then you will always prevail. You are guaranteed fruitfulness and success when you go all out for God. 
focus on pursuing your purpose and fulfilling it faithfully and you will prevail. God will give you bigger opportunities. Your life will have a greater impact when you serve him faithfully with what you have, where you are right now. That's the lesson we can learn from the amazing true story of John Eglin. John Eglin was a deacon in the Methodist Church in Colchester, England long ago. On the morning of Sunday, January 6th, 1850, he woke up to find that a terrible snowstorm had struck the entire area. It would be very difficult to get to church in that weather. And Deacon John considered staying home. But he made a decision to be faithful to his God and to his church. So he got up, got dressed, and went to church in spite of the terrible snowstorm. He battled through the snow for six kilometers on foot. And when he finally made it to the church, he found that only 12 other members had shown up. The pastor wasn't able to get to the church. None of the other deacons could make it either. Things looked so bad, some of the members even suggested, just cancel the service and let's go home. But Deacon John insisted that they hold service. And since he was the only church leader there, he would have to lead the service and preach the sermon. Well, Deacon John Eglin had never preached a sermon in his life. But a faithful man does what he can with what he has, where he is. So Deacon John got up to preach. He only preached for about 10 minutes. He rambled in his message and stumbled in some places. He was nervous. But at the end of his inaugural sermon, Deacon John Eglin gave an altar call for salvation. And one young 15-year-old boy answered the altar call and gave his life to Christ. In the middle of a storm, one faithful deacon did what he could with what he had where he was, and one teenage boy was saved. But the story doesn't end there. You see, the young man who gave his life to Christ was named Charles Spurgeon. Charles Spurgeon remained in the church and remained faithful to Christ. At a young age, he received a call into the ministry. He began preaching, and eventually he became a pastor himself. In fact, later in life, Charles Spurgeon started over 50 other churches. He opened a pastor's training college. Eventually, he became the senior pastor of the huge Metropolitan Tabernacle in London. Over 5,000 people would gather every Sunday to hear Charles Spurgeon preach, and that was in a time when there were no microphones and no loudspeakers. Charles Spurgeon became one of England's greatest preachers ever. His writing has influenced me, and if I've influenced you at all, then you are a recipient of the ministry of Charles Spurgeon and the faithful service of Deacon John Eglin. So here's what you need to remember today about Deacon John Eglin. If you will serve God faithfully, he will increase your impact and influence beyond your own ability. He will use you in greater ways than you thought possible when you remain faithful. That's why Jesus says in Luke 16, 10, if you are faithful in little things, you will be faithful in large ones. And today, we can all follow the example of John Eglin. Start small. Start where you are and be faithful. Do what you can with what you have, where you are, and let God multiply your impact. Too often, 
faithfulness and service is what is lacking in the church today. We find that many people only serve when it suits their purposes. Many only serve when there's a promise of fame and applause and reward. Many are more interested in holding the microphone than ministering for the master. They want the ministry to minister to them. But listen to this powerful verse about Jesus in Mark 10, 45. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. Even Jesus didn't come to be served. He came to serve. So why are we always trying to make God and others serve us rather than seeking to serve God and others? God is not looking for celebrity preachers. God is not looking to make you a famous prophet. He's looking for the faithful who will do his will and obey his word and minister his love anywhere, everywhere, at every time. And sadly, a lot of people in Benaiah's position would not have gone into the pit. The pit, hey, no one will notice me there. A lot of people would have looked at the pit and said, that's where my career dies. That's where my ministry dies. That's where my place is and no one sees my effort. Let me focus on going to the place where my work will be seen. Let me focus on doing things that will push my career higher. But Benaiah knew something we all need to know today. In God's kingdom, the way up is to go down. Humble yourself and he will exalt you. In God's kingdom, the path to success is the path of service. Today, we think success will come through shameless self-promotion. We think success will come through our own ability with the right connection. But hear me well today. You are not guaranteed success in this life based on anything other than following God's purpose for your life. You're not guaranteed success because of talent. If anyone had talent, it was John DeLorean. Although he started out poor, DeLorean worked his way up to become a multi-millionaire automobile executive. Early in his career, he joined the giant U.S. auto company General Motors and became the youngest division head in history. He went on to establish his own car company called the DeLorean Motor Company. But on October 19th, 1982, it all came crashing down. John DeLorean was arrested and charged with trafficking cocaine. He later lost his business, his fortune, and his family. All the talent in the world couldn't make John DeLorean successful. You're not guaranteed success because of education. After all, Ted Kaczynski was well-educated. In fact, Ted was so brilliant that he enrolled at Harvard University when he was just 16 years old. He graduated with a degree in mathematics and then went on to earn a master's and a doctorate degree. When he was only 25 years old, he became the youngest assistant professor to ever teach at the University of California, Berkeley. Ted Kaczynski was educated and intelligent, but today... Ted Kaczynski is locked up in prison for the rest of his life. You see, instead of using his education to serve people, Ted Kaczynski used his intelligence to figure out how to murder people. He killed eight people and wounded 23 others. He was convicted of murder and sentenced to life in prison with no possibility of parole. 
You're not guaranteed success in life because of talent or education. You're not guaranteed success in life because of money. After all, David James was rich. As a Premier League goalkeeper, it's estimated David James earned over 30 million British pounds in his career. He made more money in one week than some of us make all year. David James was rich until he wasn't. In 2014, David James was declared bankrupt because wealth doesn't guarantee success in life. In fact, amongst professional footballers in the UK, 40% end up bankrupt. 33% end up getting divorced within one year of retirement. 80% of professional footballers end up with a disease called osteoarthritis. Talent, education, and wealth don't equal success, but there is something that guarantees success from God. Your guaranteed success in life when you serve. That's right. Your guaranteed success in life when you serve. Now, before you call me crazy, understand that when I make that statement, I'm actually quoting Jesus Christ. For Jesus said in Matthew 20, 26 to 27, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be your slave. In other words, when you serve, you are guaranteed success. And that brings us to our third truth today. Chase the lion into the pit and prevail. When you pursue your divine purpose by faith and serve God faithfully, then you are guaranteed to prevail. God promises to raise you up and reward you. That's what happened to Benaiah. Benaiah chased the lion into the pit and ended up becoming the head of David's bodyguards. He was taken out of the pit to a prominent position. And the same thing is true for you. Pursue a bigger purpose by faith and serve God faithfully and you will be elevated. For the truth is, no matter what else happens in life, when you serve, you will end up successful. It doesn't matter if you achieve your earthly goals or not. It doesn't matter if you are viewed favorably by your family and friends or not. No matter how you end up on this earth, whether rich or poor, famous or unknown, you will end up successful when you serve. For Jesus said in Matthew 23, 11, the greatest among you is the servant of all. And that doesn't make any sense from a human point of view. Here on earth, we view the opposite. I'm the greatest when I have the greatest number of people bowing down to me and serving me. But God's ways are not man's ways, and God's ways are always right. Remember, success cannot be viewed from a temporary perspective. Earth's perspective is temporary, but heaven's perspective is permanent. And you can't view your success right now by where you are at the start of the race. You can't view your success by where you are in the middle of the race. In fact, you can't even view your success by where you are at at the end of the race. You can only view success by what the judge decides. That's the lesson we can learn from what happened at the 1992 Olympics in Barcelona, Spain. On Monday, August 3rd, 1992, Khalid Ska of Morocco crossed the finish line, the first in the 10,000 meters men's race. Khalid jubilated in victory. The fans from Morocco shouted in delight. It seemed that Khalid had won and would receive the gold medal. But then, before the medals were awarded, 
the judges made a shocking announcement. Khalid was disqualified from the race for receiving illegal assistance in the final lap. The gold medal went instead to Richard Chalimo of Kenya. Chalimo crossed the finish line second, but ended up winning the medal because no matter how things look, the judge has the final say. And so it is for all of us. The judge has the final say. And here's what the judge says. The greatest among you is the servant of all. Someone is going to walk into heaven with their billion-dollar bank account, their penthouse flat in a luxury high-rise, their mansion in a gated community, their cars, their awards, and their social media following, and anything else you can think of that spells success in this life. They're going to come into heaven carrying all that load of earthly wealth and fame, and they're going to say, I'm the winner, I'm the greatest. But the angel in heaven will say, you sit down and wait. Let's see what the judge says. Somebody else is going to come in with their five doctorate degrees. They're going to come in with their Nobel Prize. They're going to come in with all their awards and acclamations and applause of men. And they're going to come in and say, I'm the winner. I'm the greatest. But the angel will say, you take a seat and let's see what the judge says. Somebody else is going to come in with all their movie credits. I was the star of the best film of 2022. They're going to come in with their magazine cover and their photo shoot. They're going to come in with their latest gown in the latest fashion. They're going to come in looking like the most beautiful queen that ever lived. And that person is going to say, I'm the winner. I'm the greatest. But the angel will say, take a seat and let's wait and see. Nothing is final till the judge has made his ruling. And then somebody will come in who seemed to be of no consequence on the earth. Someone no one appreciated in this life. But this person served at church. He served amongst the poor children. He prayed night and day. And everybody will look at this poor person and say, what a joke. Go to the back of the queue, loser. But then a time comes when everybody is seated. Everyone is gathered. And the judge will come in and is going to make his ruling. Because the judge has the final say. And here's what the judge is going to say. He's going to look at the wealthy and the educated and the elite and the beautiful. And he's going to say, the first will be last and the last will be first. The judge is going to look at all the awards and the applause and the accumulation of this world. He's going to say, heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away. Then he's going to look at the line of people and he's going to bypass the wealthy and the well-connected. He's going to bypass the famous. He's going to bypass those who seemed to have success in this life but had nothing other than this world's goods. And he's going to search for the one who chased the lion into a pit on a snowy day. He's going to look for the one who had faith and who served faithfully. And he's going to call that person to the front and say, well done good and faithful servant. 
See, the Bible tells us what will happen at the end of time. When we all come before God to be judged for our time on earth, God is going to review our lives. He's going to evaluate our accomplishments. And this is what the Bible says in Matthew 25, 23. If you've chased the lion into the pit and you've served God faithfully by faith, you're going to be rewarded. For the Bible says his master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. The master doesn't say, well done, good apostle. He doesn't say, well done, great prophet. He doesn't say, well done, great scientist or actress or banker or pastor. He doesn't say, well done, great educator, great leader, great politician, great businessman, great footballer. He says, well done, good and faithful servant. For faithful servants prevail. Faithful servants get the reward. Faithful servants get promoted. And I'm here to tell you that the judge has the final say. So stop living for the praise of men and start living to please God. Stop living for the applause of earth that fades away and start living for the applause of heaven which will never fade away because there's going to be a lot of shock in heaven. There's going to be a lot of surprise in heaven when the judge who rules in heaven has his final say. The last will be first and the first will be last. The servant will be the greatest and the greatest will be the servant. I'm not aiming for earth's rewards. I'm aiming for heaven's applause. I'm not aiming for popularity amongst the people. I'm aiming for praise from my Father in heaven. And I will not be content to sit on a throne for a day on earth when I can have a throne in eternity forever. There's nothing wrong with earthly success. And I urge you to seek as much earthly success as you can within God's will. But if all you're aiming for is earthly success, you've made a serious mistake in life because earth is not the end. Status among men is a fading falsehood. Benaiah wasn't looking for glory he went into a pit where no one could even see his victory. He wasn't after the applause of an audience. He was after the applause of the Almighty. The same thing was true for the Apostle Paul. He said in 2 Corinthians 5, 9, our goal is to please him. And so it is for everyone throughout history, those who truly love God and who are faithfully serving him. We're not striving to win the applause of men. We don't seek the world's acceptance. We chase the lion into the pit and prevail because we aim to please God and God alone. We know that the judge has the final say. So let me ask you a question today. What are you doing? I'm amassing wealth, you say. And if that's your final answer, I've got news for you. Wealth fades away. It takes wings and flies. For Proverbs 23, 5 says, In the blink of an eye, wealth disappears. Riches won't last beyond the next 20 or 30 or 40 years, but eternal riches come when we serve. What are you doing? I'm chasing an education, you say. Well, let me remind you that there is no end to learning. And all the knowledge of this world means nothing in heaven. It's good to be informed and educated, but while you're chasing knowledge, don't forget to chase God. Serve him with all your heart. What are you doing? What are you doing with your life? 
Are you pursuing your God-given purpose with passion? Are you living by faith, faithfully serving Him where you are with what you have now? For your success in life depends on it. Chase the lion into the pit and prevail. For when you fulfill your purpose, God will make you fruitful. It's time to start chasing the lion into a pit so you can prevail. It's time to start living by faith so that your life can count for eternity. It's time to be faithful in the hidden place when no one else sees you. For God sees and he will lift you up and entrust you with true riches. It's time to be relentless for purpose so that you can prevail. For our great, extraordinary God did not create you and save you and fill you with his spirit just for you to be ordinary. He will make you fruitful in every way when you're relentless for purpose. If you're a child of God, you have greatness in you. If you're filled with his spirit, you have power in you. If you're relentless for God's purpose to be fulfilled in your life, then you will prevail. You will accomplish your life-changing, earth-shaking, world-defining, generation-impacting purpose. For when you chase the lion into the pit, you will prevail. So I challenge you today, chase the lion, pursue a higher purpose by faith. Chase the lion into the pit and be faithful where God places you. You will prevail and your life will have eternal impact. Father, I speak a blessing over your children watching and listening today. I ask you to minister light and life and truth to our hearts and give us the grace to obey what we've heard today. I seal up this seed in our hearts by the power of the Holy Spirit. I bind every voice of the enemy coming to steal the seed of the word out of our hearts. And I loose the spirit of the living God to minister to each and every one watching and listening today in Jesus' name. Let us chase the lion into the pit and prevail for your glory. We thank you by faith. And everybody said, amen. The hope of God bless you for listening to this message. Reverend Richard C. Whitcomb is the senior pastor of Agape House, New Testament Church in East Lagon. If you are ever in Accra, we would like you to worship with us on Saturday night at 6 p.m. or on Sunday at 7.30, 9.30 or 11.30 a.m. You will have an awesome experience. We're here.